quarter past eight is the time on Radio Veritas, and my pleasure and privilege to once again speak to an old friend of mine, Monsignor Paul Nadell. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Emil. How are you doing? Very, very well. What a wonderful privilege talking to you today on the Feast of St. James. That's right. I've just celebrated Mass in his honor. There we go. Well, well, well. You know, yesterday Olinda said to me, who can we talk to about Saint, about Santiago de Compostela? And immediately... Paul Nadal came to mind. I know who <laughs> Let's try and get over Yes, but Paul. you know, the Bishop of Unshorn has done it twice. What? Really? Yes, I think before he was Bishop. Goodness gracious. What's his name? I can't remember his name at the moment. No. Uh, um, um, uh, uh, what is his name now? Uh, the Portuguese guy. De Gouveia. Yes, a Portuguese name. That's de, right. De Gouveia. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah. So, Paul, now tell us, you've done, you've done this, uh, this, this pilgrimage. Where did you start? And, and, and first of all, tell us why you went on the pilgrimage. Well, let me tell you that, that um, I was on a tour to the Holy Land. Yeah. And in Jerusalem, I heard an old lady speaking about um, that she had just done the, the, um, the Camino. Right. And at the age of 80... Wow. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm not there yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm 78. Right. And um, I, I, I must try it. And then I heard that Father Brian Southwood, the Hillcrest Parish, right. was organizing not the whole Camino, but about 130, I think, cages from a place called Soria in Spain. Right. So I said, no, I'm joining that. So I went and joined that. And I enjoyed it so much. It was five days. Wow. Of walking. Oh, five days. Um, to, to, to do the 130 or 140 kilometers. Right. And then he organized another one two years later in 2013. And this time he was going to do 400. And I was still fit enough in those days from my running the Comrades, yes. um, which, I, which I had given up by that stage. Yes. Um, so I thought, no, I'd join that. So um, we, we started in, this time in Portugal, wow. um, not in Spain. Right. So you walk from a place called Barcelos, it was. Right. I think it's just north of Porto, the famous Porto where the port wine comes from. Right. And, um, and that took us two weeks, but I suggested... At that, 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 on that occasion, that we have rest days in between. Because if you walk solidly yeah. um, for 10 days or 14 days or whatever it is, mm. the whole Camino, if you want to do the whole 800, yeah. usually takes about um, 30 days, I think. Okay. But I was, that was beyond me. Oh, my word. So um, we, did, we, we did the 400, and that was in Portugal. The north of Portugal is beautiful, absolutely wonderful. But more important than the beauty of the place, it was, it, it's both a physical and a spiritual experience. Yeah. The physical is about the terrain, right. the body, mm. the awareness of vital signs of an aging body, <laughs> yes. about fitness and stamina. Right. The spiritual is different. Yeah. It's a journey into the places of the heart and the soul where uncomfortable and sometimes challenging questions reside. Right. And some have never been actually acknowledged or discerned. So it gives you lots of time to pray and think 
about your life, what you've achieved, what you haven't achieved, what you should have done, what you shouldn't have, what you shouldn't have done, and what you can still do. Mm. And, and, and in that sense, it's both a physical and a spiritual exercise. It's a pilgrimage that dates back right. to, to, I think, the 11th century, mm. where people have been walking it. But now, people walk it not only for spiritual reasons. Many people, because at the end of the pilgrimage, they ask you why. You fill in a form. Why you be, before you get your certificate, yeah. your pilgrimage certificate. They ask you why you did it. And some people do it just purely and simply for the physical. Yeah. Other people do it for the physical and the spiritual. And I would say our group that I went with, mm. we did it for both reasons. Okay. Very often yeah. we prayed along the way, we laughed, we tell stories, um, we stopped and we ate on the way. Um, and usually you walked, I think the minimum distance was about 18 kilometers. And the maximum was, I think, 28. And, and, and I was a bit concerned about the last three days on the second pilgrimage, the one I did in 2013, because right. we had to walk three consecutive days of about 26, 28 to 29. And I thought I, I might not manage that, but I did manage it, thank God. Wow. And it was a great, great experience. But now tell me, Paul, when you, when you go walking like this and, uh, when you get to the end of the day, do you just sleep on the roadside? Or, or? No, no, no. We, I, I, it was beyond all of us to stay in those refugios. Those refugios are, are bunk beds. Right. So we stayed in, in hotels, cheap hotels. And all you want really is a shower right. and a bed to sleep in. Right. But once you've done that, then in the evening you refreshed a little we usually arrived at our destination. We left early in the morning, half past five, six yes. o'clock in the morning, yeah. and we had a carry-away breakfast, which consisted of a ham and cheese sandwich and one fruit. And I never want to eat a white bread ham and cheese sandwich again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, then, then on the way you stop for coffee and you stop for a, a light meal. And in the evening, once you've got to your destination, usually we got there at about 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, having walked from about 5 in the morning or half past 5 in the morning. Okay. Um, and after a shower and a rest, we'd go out and have some, some, uh, some di dinner, okay. a glass of wine yes. and a beer, yes. and then retire for the night to get up for the next morning. So you wouldn't carry on walking until 6 o'clock or anything like that? No, no, no. no. You, 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 our tour leader. We went with a group, and she was a, she was a, she, she, she was, she ran a, a, a travel agency, and she was of Portuguese origin herself. Yeah. yeah. So she had booked us into all these places, and she had decided yeah. what distances we should do every day. Oh, okay. And as I said to you, the distances varied from about eighteen to twenty kilometers to about 29 kilometers a day. Right, yes, yes. So some days, some days you were more tired than other days, especially right. if you had walked yeah. um, consecutively. Yeah. I suggested this time, but it took us two weeks to do that. Right. And I suggested that we have two days of rest. Right. We walk for, for, for 
six days, and on the seventh day we rest. Right, yes, yes. And it wasn't always a Sunday. But we celebrated Father Brian and Southwood and I yeah. were the two priests on it, and we, we celebrated Mass usually every day at some time. We found a church when we got to our destination, and we celebrated Mass there for the group. Okay, all right. Uh, what about your feet? Now, this is what interests me. I mean, didn't you develop blisters? And No, you know, I had read somewhere. Mm-hmm. That someone said, if you're going to do the Camino about a month or so before doing it, mm. massage your feet with Arnica oil. Okay. So I did that. Right. Religiously, <laughs> every day, every morning. Yes for about a month before I started. And I trained also for the second one. For the first one, which was very short, yes. for the second one of 400, oh. I trained. I walked three days a week. Two days flat territory, one day hill country. Right. <laughs> and um, so I never had one single blister. Wow. And shoes, did you wear wear out any shoes? or? No, I wore those, uh, um, you know, the... Um, Running shoes. Yes. Those were very comfortable. Very, okay. very comfortable. All right. Okay. I had bought special boots, but they were too hard. They were too, <laughs> they weren't soft enough by the time I walked, so I never used them. Oh, my word. All right. So, so um, you did you walk as a group all the time? I mean... Uh, well, there were two groups. Yes. There was the fast group and the slower group. Right. Needless to say, I was in the slower group. Yes. But but we had, I think, we had more fun in the slower group because we took our time. Yes. We would stop for coffee. Yeah. We would stop for a, a light meal. Yeah. The other group got got to the destination about three hours yeah. before we did. Yeah. They would arrive at one o'clock. We would arrive at three o'clock or four o'clock. Mm-hmm. Now tell me, Paul, what what happens about security? I mean, you 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 must have had a backpack. No, is, is you that know, what we, you had? we didn't. Fortunately, our tour leader had organised that our all our luggage yes. was carried. So we just had a little um, a little um, haversack with what we needed on the road. Right. Um, water and soft drinks and so forth. Mm. But we never had to carry our luggage. Okay. I don't think we would have, I certainly wouldn't have managed that. Right, okay. I wouldn't have managed it to carry all your, your, your goodies on your back. Yes. So that was transported for us and left at the hotel where we were staying. Okay, all right. Now, now um, what about people along the way? I mean, were people encouraging? Did you stop to talk to people and that sort of thing? Yes, you know, um, the, the the one I did in Spain was in August, so mm. it was very hot, and the road was crowded. You never walked alone. You always had someone in front of you yes. or someone behind you. Right. They were mostly in front of me. Mm-hmm. But the second one in Portugal is less popular, mm. but far, far more scenic and beautiful. Okay, the right. northern part of Portugal is, beautiful. is wooded. Mm. Beautiful forests oh, and streams, yes. and you're walking through that beautiful, beautiful countryside. And the Portuguese, and I can understand why the Portuguese are the great in, in Johannesburg, why they're the great um, uh, gardeners. Yes, because the gardens they kept their gardens magnificently. The homes really? always flowers, yes. and always vegetables in their gardens. Wow. So, from the scenic point of view. 
the Portuguese part was better than the Spanish part. Okay, all right. And what about the, you know, when you're getting thirsty along the way? I mean, can you stop to buy water or do you have to Oh, yes, you, but you carry water with you always. Always, yes. You, you're always told to carry. And usually when you left the hotel, they gave you a bottle of water and, as I said, that ham and cheese sandwich. <laughs> for your breakfast on the way. Yes. And after walking an hour or two, you'd stop and eat that, and then you'd have lunch again at about 1 o'clock, a light lunch. Yes. Um, and, but you've got, you've got, you've got companion, some, uh, companionship, and sometimes you want to walk right. on your own right. so that you can pray. Right, okay. I was going to ask about that, because when you're with a group, you can't really pray. because no. or sometimes we prayed as a group. Okay. Sometimes we played the rosary. Often right. we did that. Yes. We played the rosary as a group. Okay. And other times you want to walk on your own. Mm. It's a journey, really. Yeah. It's a physical journey, mm. and that's about the terrain, the body, awareness of vital signs of an aging body. But more important than that, as I said to you, is a spiritual. Yeah, yeah. Which is, which is a, an inner journey into yeah. your own self. Mm. And that, I think is for those, those who do it for spiritual reasons. Right, yes. That is the more important part. Paul, that is the challenging part. It's not just purely and simply the physical. Right. Paul, what about people who, who are not able to walk? I mean, are there wheelchairs going along? No, there are. I've seen, I've, I've, I saw people on crutches. I saw, a, uh, I saw a man in a wheelchair. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's always, there always, if you, for instance, you can start in various places. Yeah. And if you cannot catch it, do, do the walking, there are buses that you can catch. They indicate to you right. where the buses are. And the whole route, both in Spain and in Portugal, is marked yeah. with yellow arrows. All right. Where to turn, right. where to go. Okay. So if you're walking, say, a one mile in a straight line, yeah. and suddenly you have to turn left or right, you'll see an arrow, a yellow arrow, pointing which direction you should take. Okay, all right. Uh, what about medical attention? Is that readily available? I think, uh, we, fortunately, we never, ever needed it. But I think that, 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 that there is. We never, ever needed any medical attention. Right. But I think you could get that on easily on, okay. on, on the way. Now, now tell me, before you leave, I mean, are there any rituals that you have to go through? I mean, do, do, you have to, do you have to get your stick or your shell or your hat or your whatever? Do you have well, to they, sign they on? I always advise you to have carry water with you, yes. that, that you need, and any medication that you need, any painkillers or things like that, which right. I didn't use. Right. Which okay. I didn't use. But the one girl that was with us, she hadn't trained at all. Aye. And she had to ride in the bus often because of blisters. Okay. But right. I was fortunate, as I said to you, I had massaged my feet. Right. In preparation. And, uh, and that helped. That helped then, yes. And that helped tremendously. But no. it was great, great fun. I'd love to do it again, but I doubt it. <laughs> At 85 now. I was oh, only 78 and 81 then. Are you 85 now? My goodness. Yeah. can't believe it. But now tell me, um, as you go along, you, you've got a stick. Do they give you a stick or do you have to buy they a stick? They advise you to have a stick. They do advise you. And on that second one, yeah. there, was, there was one very, very steep climb. Right. And I think, and rocky. Right. And it was very rocky. And I, I think if it was the rainy season, it would have been like a waterfall. But fortunately, it wasn't the rainy season, but there were puddles of water. Okay. Now, I would never have managed. Yeah. 
that back back walk, okay. um, which took about an hour and a half, I think. Right. Um, I would never have managed it without my stick. So I did have a stick, and I needed that stick. But I suppose if you're younger, yeah. you don't need the stick. But most of us had sticks, and they advise you yes. to have sticks. You see, in every town that you, you, you go through, yeah. they are selling sticks. Okay, all right. And now what about this, this little shell that, that's always associated with the Camino? Yeah. The story of the show that they give you the show when um, when you finish it, you presented with that show, oh. and I think there's some story about um, I can't remember the exact details. Um, why I think that the, the the legend is that the body of Saint James yeah. is so supposed to have washed up on the shore, oh, yeah. and I think in some ways it was the shell attached to the body. I think. I can't remember the details okay. now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and therefore, the shell, they present you with that shell, that becomes the symbol that you have done. Right. You see, you have to, you have, to have walked yes. 100 kilometers. Yes. Either walk it, ride a bicycle, or ride a horse to qualify as a pilgrim. Okay. And then you get your your pilgrim certificate at the end, uh, at the end, of, the, at the end of the walk. Right. And then they ask you, why you did it? Was it for spiritual reasons, physical reasons, religious reasons, whatever it is? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, now, and lots of people do it just as a physical challenge. Yeah. Well, well, I know I I traveled the journey, but I did it on in, in a bus actually, um, because I was with a group of pilgrims uh, traveling around at that at that time. Um, it was it was wonderful wonderful countryside in in Spain when when I was when I saw it all. But when I was in Santiago de Compostela. Uh, when these pilgrims arrived on foot, I noticed that many of them went to kneel in front of that magnificent cathedral. Oh, yes. And is that part of the ritual? Yeah, you know, the, the first time I did it, yeah. we left earlier in the morning. Instead of leaving at 6 o'clock, we left at 5 o'clock so that we would be in time for the Mass at midday. Right. But that was a mistake from this point of view, that I was so tired when I got there mm. that when I sat down, uh. I could hardly stand to go to communion. <laughs> and I told the, the people the second time, I said, look, let's not go to the Mass when we've finished on that day. Let's not try to get there by 12 o'clock. Let's go to Mass the next day right? when we were refreshed. And right. that was far, far better. Right. We had better seats in the cathedral. Yeah. We could see everything. Yeah. The Mass was beautifully celebrated. Mm. And, you know, many of the pilgrims come, I think, the, especially the non-believing ones, I think, come to see the big thurible that has swung right across That's right. the sanctuary. Mm. And fortunately, they don't do that during the Mass. Right. That because it would distract from the Mass. Right, they do it immediately after the Mass. These men come out in these beautiful clothes, yes. um, six of them, three on each side, and they swing their thurible yes. right across the sanctuary. It's an <laughs> yes. enormous thurible. So the church fills up. And I think the origin of that, uh, that, uh, that, that, that thurible, so I read somewhere, yeah. that it was to, 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 to lessen the smell. Aye. Of the of the pilgrims who hadn't walked, who hadn't bathed, bathed along the way, 
And I think that's the origin of the mm. of the incense. Well, I was telling our listeners earlier on that when I said Mass in the cathedral, it was my privilege to put incense into that big thurible. Oh, I see. Um, Emil, when did you do it? Ah, my goodness. Now I, it's, I, I can't remember now. It must have been about 10 or 15 years ago, I think. Oh, I see, yeah. But you were young enough to walk it. No, 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 no. I was with a group of pilgrims. I was young enough to walk it. But uh, but I, they used a big shovel to take the incense to put it over all these. Oh, that's right. Yes. Coals, yes. But it's quite a sight to see this. This it is a quite quite mm. a sight. But I was so pleased yes. that we went to that mass the day after we arrived. Right. Okay. And we were refreshed, and we got good seats. Yes. And um and the mass is beautifully celebrated. There was a cantor there. Yes. Who um he wasn't a young man either, right. and he could. The parts of the mass. Oh my word! It was really, it was really the highlight. Yes. Of the whole pilgrimage. Well, it's a, it's a beautiful cathedral. It really oh, is. Oh, it's a beautiful place. A beautiful, beautiful place. But, but, but when the pilgrims arrive at Santiago, they go and kneel in front of the cathedral. That's right. You yes. kneel in front of the cathedral, and many of them are kneeling and crying and weeping. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. My word. So there it is. So you've done it twice, eh? My goodness. Well, not twice. I, I, I well, wish I, you know, I had read yeah. a book many years ago. It was a lovely book. A priest friend, Tony Kelly, actually. Oh, yes. Lent oh. it to me. Yes. It was called Field of the Star. It was by, a, an, a, by an Englishman who had walked that Camino, the whole hundred to eight hundred um, kilometers but he did it in two sessions. Right. And he had done it for his daughter who was dying. Yeah. And that book was so beautifully written. That was the first time that I became kind of interested, because in those days I wasn't interested in walking. I was more interested in running. I was running the Comrades. Right. That was in the 80s. Yes. And, and later on when I stopped running, I thought, now I must do this Camino. When I heard that the, the Hillcrest Parish was organizing it. That's why I joined. Wow, there you go. So, Well, it's a wonderful memory to have, to have gone through all that and looked oh, back. It's a, I often think of it. I often, often think of it and say, what a wonderful experience it was. Absolutely. And I'd love to do it again. Wow, my goodness. And, and ride in the bus sometimes if necessary, because many people do that. They yeah. start in various places. Yes. And and if they can't walk that that distance, they catch the bus. I, I remember when I was when I was travelling on the bus, uh, pilgrims have to stop along the way at particular churches to have their passports or whatever That's it right. is stamped. That's right. You have to have your passport signed. That's right. At various places, but it's clearly marked. Yeah. It's clearly marked where you go to sign sign it. Sometimes it's in a it's in a, in 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 a, in a shop or a, a, a cafe. Right. Or sometimes it's in a restaurant. Sometimes it's in a church, but it's mm. clearly marked where you have to have a time. And the people were always very kind and helpful. Are always kind and helpful. Very always nice. kind and helpful. Well, that's so lovely. Mine. But you see, it's 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 it, it, it's it's a great source of income for many of those people. Yes, of course, of course. A yes. great source of income. Mm. And and I don't know how or why it has become so popular yeah. in the last. 20, 30, 40 years. Yes, yes, yes. I think pe- because people have become more physically mm. aware of, of good health. Right. And yeah. that, that, that the open air and the walking and, and 
is 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 healthy. Is it, does it happen all year round or particular times of the I year? I think so. I think it happens all year round. The first, as I said to you, the first time was in August. Yeah. It was very hot. Yeah. And there, you never walked alone. You right. always had someone in front of you or behind you. Right. When we did it in Portugal, we did it in May. Right. Which is a beautiful time. Right. Um, it's spring. Mm. And as I said, the gardens are magnificent. Mm-hmm. Flowers and vegetables. Tell me, Paul, what happens when it rains? Well, we only, we were very fortunate. On the first, the first one, it was very often it was cloudy, which made it a bit clear, cooler. Yeah. On the second one, in the whole two weeks that we walked, yeah. there was only one day okay. of rain. But we were, we were supplied with these plastic raincoats. So it was fun walking in the rain. Yeah, I'm sure. It's <laughs> something different. Yes, my word. Well, there we go. Well, it's so nice talking to you about this because it's like reliving the whole experience. Yes, it is. It is reliving it. And I also heard from a friend of mine who saw you recently that you haven't been well. I know. I've got a, I've got a condition. You've got what? Sorry? I have a condition called CIDP. Which is and a why, how does that affect you? Well, I have no feeling in my hands and feet. No feelings at all no, in feet? No, hands and feet. From the knees down and from the elbows down. So it's, uh, it's, it's really a handicap. I mean, I can't write anymore. I can't type anymore. I don't drive. And walking is uh, problematic because I have to have a stick to give and me then some where balance. where are you staying? I'm staying with the sisters at St. Mary's now in Hyde Park. Oh, I see, yeah. As their chaplain. But, but from, you, can, you can celebrate mass, oh, all yeah, right? I can, yes. I get a bit tired on my legs. I need to sit down a little bit, I think. Yeah. But, uh, but, but how are you? Are you fine? No, I'm fine. I get, I get a bit of um, lightheadedness very often, but uh, I think that's an age thing. As yeah. I said to you, I'm 85. How old are you now? I'm 75. Oh, I see. Good 10 years difference. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So there's still hope for you to do the... Now you say you can't walk. Yeah, no, it's a chronic, a chronic condition. No, no, I wouldn't yeah. be able to do that. I, I think mean. Victor Kotz has got something to uh, wrong he does. with his feet as well. He's got the same thing in his feet, yeah, not in his hands. It is the same condition. Same condition, but only his feet. Only his feet. No, that's right, feet. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, good health to you. No, no, future. thank you very much indeed. Thanks for... Uh, and um, it's great talking Paul. to you again. Absolutely wonderful. And thank you for and giving us your time. And if you come down to Durban, look me up. I will do that. Thank you so okay. much. Okay. All right, Emil. Thank God you. God bless you. Bye now. And God bless. Bye. Thank you. There we go. My old friend, Father Paul Nadal. Monsignor Paul Nadal, who's done the Camino twice, two different directions, from... Uh, Spain to uh, the northern part of, uh, of, of Spain, uh, Santiago de Compostela, and then from, Paul, from Portugal to that beautiful, beautiful city and that wonderful cathedral. Uh, a great man, this is really Paul Nadal, a wonderful friend. I can't believe that he's 85, and uh, he'd love to go on this pilgrimage again. What if anybody else has been on that pilgrimage? would be interesting to know who listening has been on that pilgrimage. I wonder... The time now, it's 8.42, going on for uh, almost a quarter to nine on Radio Veritas.